You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. We're doing this. Yeah, all right. So what up, everyone? We are Inside Real Estate. This is the first live show we've ever done. I'm holding a mic. Brad's looking at me funny. You're holding it. It's strange. It's very strange. I don't have any other... Ch- I feel like I'm holding a, uh, something... Whatever. So, uh, yeah, we are here at the Detroit Shipping Company. We're doing a live event with real producers of uh, Wayne County. Uh, this, These are... They, they basically... I think we had them last week. Basically, they go out to all 500 top uh, real estate top agents 300. in Wayne County. 300? 300. 300, whatever, whatever it is. I don't fucking know. So uh, we're very fortunate to be here. I mean, there's a lot of great agents around here, so we're going to talk about you know, whatever comes up uh, because this is a very odd situation for us. We're not used to this. Definitely out of our element. Very out of our element. So, that door is But cold. I am happy. We've got John Hartzell right now. He is the owner and, and, and probably like founder of all this shit that we're in right now. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you've done an amazing job. So basically, you you went in an area of Detroit that really wasn't populated at the time. You built something that was different, right? For most places, basically, what you did, and you, I want you to talk about it. But these are all shipping containers that you put together like Legos to create a really cool space, right? I mean, is that basically? Am I? Am I? Do I have that right? Yeah, we we, we chose shipping containers as a substrate to build our superstructure and then we decided that we didn't want to lie about what we're building and so we kept the container as a design point as well yeah you were like like this is what it is right where do you go about getting shipping containers perfect so that's a great question trade deficit we we don't ship anything out so when china makes something and ships it here we just leave those containers and it's cheaper to build a new container in china and ship more goods here instead so, of shipping it back. Right? Really? Correct. Yeah. So, so there's an there's a surplus of containers in our in our, that's in our country. Correct. Yeah. Wow. So at some point that speaks volumes find, to our market, though. You're right. That's right. <laughs> people will find efficiencies in, in the container bill at some point. It's not quite there yet, but uh, there is a surplus. So you go down to Clark Street off 75, and you can procure yourself for eighteen hundred dollars a forty foot shipping container. That's how much so, it costs a piece. So you, you just walk up to the like the port. You just be like, hey, I want to buy some of these. Yeah, that's how it works. So you just start flagging people down. This is the craziest down. thing I've ever heard. It's not quite the port, but uh, it, you know, it's inland a little bit. But yeah, essentially, you go there. It's kind of funny in Detroit. Because containers sales- get, like, they don't just get shipped. They get moved all across, right? That's right. The yeah. sales staff for the Detroit locations in Cleveland. But then so you have to call Cleveland, and she calls back, and then some guy drives you around, and they have a giant Lego moving container machine. It's kind of fun to watch. And he'll move containers so you can see all four sides decide if you want that one or not. Like they're showing you Whoa. the container prior to, bu- to buying it. That's right. That's really there's, there's interesting. A fir- there's a fir- once-run container. Sometimes they'll travel a handful of times until they'll get multiple runs or you can buy a brand new. No and way. price points change. For us here, we use a lot of multiple-use runs. You know, Again, we don't want to lie about what the substrate is. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so mean, how the, many containers are in this uh, facility right now? So, in the actual facility connected, it's 21 containers. Out back, we've added two storage containers, so we end up with 23. Wow. Um, it really, the container build itself from shovel to completion was only 10 months, and that was through a winter. So you actually do expedite construction time with containers because you can do a lot of the infrastructure off-site. So while you're doing site work on-site, you're doing your actual hard framing and, and your cut and core cuts and whatnot off-site. And you can get even more efficient and build out studs and windows and whatnot offsite as well. Right. And yeah, there, really there, there are developers using these for houses right now, right? Yeah. 
Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I mean, Wild. a lot of builders are doing this, and in my conversation with them, right, like, uh, I think everyone probably thinks it's, like, very cheap to do, but I don't think that's necessarily the appeal, at least to the developer or builder. It's more or less the availability of material, right? Like right. It, it's, it's a design choice. Right. Well, obviously, yeah, that's attractive. You can get extremely um, efficient by just going, you know, corner to corner, top top to bottom. But that's not what everyone's looking for when they build with a container. They want to see cantilever movement, you know, pieces. They want to open them up. They want to right. So you really it ends up costing the same or a little bit more on the construction cost, especially because local trades don't understand how to bid it. In in, in industry, I had money to. Yeah. So do you have your own trades people, or do you? No, uh, on this one, literally, I wanted to be able to qualify bidders. So the year before I started, I bought one container myself. I got a plasma cutter, and I figured out how much time it took to linearly cut 20 feet. You literally did the work? Like, you went through the yeah. whole process? Yeah, yeah. Wow. I built the wall inside, framed the door to understand when I can qualify bids. Wow. Wow. That's, That's interesting. So, actually, when you go outside, it's the stage. Really? Yeah. Well, so, it's, it's funny, right? Everyone's be the stage. That's awesome. That's awesome. Everyone's used to building uh, stick-built homes, stick-built buildings, right? Whether it's, you know, commercial, residential. To introduce that, right, like you have to break a barrier like a pioneer, right? And with that being said, like the the way that they're going to be built in the future is dependent on these type of builds, which is pretty awesome, right? Yeah, that's correct. How hard is uh, that? So for me, it's like how hard is the wiring, the plumbing, and all that stuff to go against Uh, it? it, it's, It's... a, when you go to a container, you got to cut a hole through a little thicker steel than you do normally would. Right. But you're still framing. When you walk, when you walk the, the art gallery, you'll see it's drywall on the inside. You still have to adhere to Michigan Build Code, and you still have to insulate and build out walls. So you choose in a container, do I do it on the outside substrate or do I do it on the inside? Oh, the inside got it. That's what I was going to ask. How do, you, how do you insulate? Because I know it's cold as balls here right now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, what's it's what's the, is it a two by four sub wall built around each one? Yeah, yeah. What, all exterior walls. What'd you do before this? Yeah, how did you get into this? <laughs> yeah, I'm just curious. Like, what? what like, what? I mean, obviously, it's a great idea, a right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, starting in college, we, we started a college painting company, which kind of got me into home finishes, right? So, I got went into doing trim work and finishes and that. Partnered up with another guy, and we started going into a restaurant, a corporate restaurant, facility build-outs and remodeling. P.F. Chang's, Red Lobster, Tim Hortons, things like that. Whenever they did that 10-year facelift, we're going to do that kind of work. Nice. Okay. It's, you're redundant, and you're just repeating that same, that same piece over Very over. task-oriented, and, right? And, yeah. And for years, 20 years, you know, I, I just think about uh, legacy, what you leave behind your kids. And, you know, money is something, but building something real estate that has longevity that, that, that has something that's really right? a physical place right and you drive out downtown you have the Griswold building these titles right honestly I wanted to build something for my grandmother real bad I wanted an Irene to exist no shit yeah. it's this awesome is, this isn't the Irene yeah no, not at all at some point but that kind of led me into you know the, you know, the old clicking and pointing of trying to figure out what I can develop trying to find a building trying to do something trying to change what I'm doing and eventually through Whatever. Well, what, what's awesome about this, right, is it's different, right? Number one, it's, it's like I said, you're pioneering to a degree, like, a new type of build, at least in this city, right? But the advantages that containers 
have over normal builds, right? Just like the longevity and the durability of the structure, right? Like this will be here in 200 years, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's crazy. crazy. People don't realize about, it. They right? don't go Even anywhere. If you, if you sold this tomorrow and, God forbid, pass away the next day, this is going to be here. You built it. It's awesome. Yeah, and because the engineers weren't sure how to define their package, this will be here 400 years from now. Right, that's what I'm saying, right? It's over-engineered, right? How do you connect the containers? Are they welded together? Are they just sat on top of each other? How are they connected? Bubble gum. Bubble gum? Yeah. You just chews a in lot a, of gum and just a, sticks it, it all together, bubble dude. Bubble gum in a dish? Yeah, yeah. in a dish. There's uh, a little thing called a honeycomb. No, uh, I... Corner to corner on the containers. Okay. And you also weld points together. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, you know, you know, I think what you said was interesting is that, like, look, you you were all right. You didn't have to do this, really, Let's from what I understand, right? You're like, I wanted something to, like, say I did that. Like, that was my life. Like, that's, a, like, so you're, you, you've gone beyond just, like, doing this for profit almost. You kind of did this out of a passion of some sort, which is very different. The, the, the place in general, the operations kind of lives up to that title. Uh, you know, we, we curated our restaurants. You know, not just are, are, are these the people who can pay the rent the best. Right. right? We, we wanted to Which really is normal, by the way. Yeah. Right, that, core yeah. mix of our society. Berkeley, Ann Arbor, Dexter, Detroit, Windsor, which is actually our society, right? Yeah, and, it and is. We wanted to mix That's these different spheres of influence and areas together that ever come together. That's awesome. And it, it original, really our original awesome. six mix was three women, three men. We lost two of the girls before we opened up, just for whatever reason, they, they couldn't end up getting here. Then we're still trying to find, you know, our, our oldest operators, you know, late 60s, our youngest operators, you know, young 30s. And again, mixing different series of influence, right? And being Asian or Nepalese or Canadian or Greek or African American or Indian. I like Greek. I don't know I'm good. I'm good. So you can get Nepalese dumplings. Right? Like, legit, and they're fire. Like, legit. They're good. So, by the way, Sal dumplings, had these Nepalese dumplings. He, I mean, we, he got, sh- here, we got here early. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah, yeah. My shirt shows that I liked them. Salvatore, <laughs> like, had grease just dripping out of his mouth yeah. onto his I mean, shirt all over the place. It's status quo for me. So, yeah, so they're right. good. So, when we, when we got Llama, um, he's actually, they're the biggest flyers for us because they're the only people that don't have an operation beyond, beyond here. So, we didn't really know wow. if they could. This was this is all they had, right? You're like, yeah, oh yeah, well, yeah. We just they can expand. The husband and wife couple, we just love Man, that. Right, yeah. Yeah. But um, he actually was the only one rolling. They, they hand roll the, the uh, dumplings daily. Yeah. And he got to the point where he was efficient to roll 1,200 dumplings a day. Oh, That's but shit. The first Wild, one, he put, dude. He had to close down to train someone else because he couldn't get enough dumplings done. Wow. They're handmade. Every single one. That's I wild. I do about 20 a day for him. Help out. Really? Not, not rolling, eating. You know, you'd think, it's so funny, like, everyone always thinks, like, something's so easy, right? Like, yeah, I'm just going to open a little dumpling shop. The sweat and the the work that goes into that, and but the ability to do it in a, I mean, it's great opportunity for a restaurant, right? Like, how it, you open up, it's almost like a food court at a mall, except yeah. people are coming here to eat good food. Not yeah, necessarily like uh, go shop at Nordstrom. That's right? Right. Yeah. So it's it's great. You know, our, our conversation with other operators was don't don't come here to make a million dollars. Come here for exposure, right? Right. You're you're one of put oh, yourself on the map. Yeah, you're one of I like six I like the operators. I like the on it like that that's what it is, right? Yeah. 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 And please in three years, go into a bigger location. Create a name for yourself. Okay. And so Petro Decopolis here from Bruho. He owned Republican, Berkeley still owns it, launched this. He, he, he actually, when he first came from Chicago, opened up Texas State Brazil. Okay. And then 
wanted to open his own restaurant up, open up Republica in Berkeley from there. Wanted to come back to the city and really make a name for himself. So launched this location. Now he's head chef and, 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 and does all the cuisine for Athenium Hotel and uh, I believe Pegasus Hotel. So oh, the Pappuses. What's up, Pappuses? Yeah, so How are you doing, kids? Pappuses. Yeah, Jim in here. Yeah. yeah. Then Max Hardy next door. Born and raised in Detroit. Moved to Miami uh, to do culinary arts. Ended up becoming a culinary chef and uh, a private chef for NBA players. Wrote a book with Amari Stoudemire, Cooking with Amari. Moved to New York, kind of followed him there. Got into the big uh, chef circuit. Wanted to come back to Detroit and teach culinary arts in the city where he grew up. So his whole that's awesome. His whole did this or, did this originate from you just being like all about food in some way and fashion? Because no. Sal could appreciate that. What? Because Sal could appreciate that. Sal loves food. Loves like, Sal like absolutely food loves well. food. It's, it's kind of got like four or five uh, thoughts that kind of slammed together at the same time in the right point of my life. I was also doing custom home remodels for people, tearing roofs off. You're doing everything, right? Yeah, you're doing a little, a little piece of everything. Because of that, I'm probably on the same website you guys are, getting all these different build design ideas. Yeah. And I kept getting uh, on my social media single container retail build outs that were just charming as it gets, right? You fold open to a little coffee shop. <laughs> right. Well, you want to do that somewhere. At the same time, my wife and I were starting to age out of Royal Oak in Birmingham. Like, we got babysitter. I don't have three hours to wait at a bar behind six people. How old are your kids, by the way? Uh, well, there's one who works here. Oh. Okay. We got younger. We got 10, 9, and 7. So I've, seen, Christ. I've seen plans for resorts made completely out of shipping containers down in the Virgin Islands, right? Yeah. Like, uh, all-inclusive resorts in each, you know, like, restaurant, right? They got a coffee. They got this. They got a taco stand. And it's great, especially down in a place, because, again, these are very, like, weather-resistant, yep. right? Like, they're, they're, they're built differently. The wood does not warp because there's no wood. Yep. Maybe in between, right? But, like... It's a it's a very different idea that I no one even has had the luxury of because building just hasn't been done on that right, right. like you're you're repurposing stuff it's yeah. amazing yeah well yeah. that's why we're doing another building yeah that's <laughs> awesome story building out of containers yeah is you know I didn't think there was gonna be another opportunity to continue campus like that and so go from you know, 2023 20, to make it 93 right. 60 next door. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take what I learned here and the efficiencies and improve. That's I awesome, got to imagine man. you couldn't have you couldn't have fell into a better demographic or, or ge- geographical spot than Detroit. And timing, right? And, 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 and timing, Detroit, yeah. where it is right now, I mean, this is kind of like perfect spot for something like this. With Detroit being on a rebuild, up and coming, a lot of people say hipster-ish, right? This is kind of like the spot to have something like this. Do you agree? Yeah, I think location-wise, we, like I said, originally we were going to go to Corktown, and then that, that land deal kind of went sour and kind of scrambled a bit. There was kind of a funny moment where... Well, Corktown's like Birmingham of like Detroit now, almost. Like still Detroit though, yeah, but it's yeah. like the like it's crazy. Like I go to Corktown, it's unrecognizable. Yeah, I, I like Corktown. Three years ago, yeah. I knew the PAL development was coming, the corner was coming. Yeah, you know, a couple other pieces were coming, and I just we, we liked that there was already established food and walkability. People still go to the same bars. Tiger Tiger Stadium was there. Yeah, and so there was already established. Yeah, events. yeah, yeah, yeah. Coming here was a bit of a flyer, but we knew we're south of uh, Midtown and Wayne State, and the way the city is developing, it's block by block. They're doing it, and they're on Selden right now, so we're two blocks south of that, and then that you know. Downtown was moving north, and when villages popped over the freeway, it changed. Yeah, yeah, it changed it. It gave us an opportunity 
and next door the Peterborough opened up. Right, Matt Hessler did the whole building over there. And he's got the uh, You got this. You got what? Gray Ghost. You got all yeah, these like the places popping up right around here. Right. That's what it is. It, it like it pops on. It's like okay, now we have a chance. Right. So yeah. you got an so, hour yeah. and a half line at Grey Ghost. Why don't you pop over and get some dumplings? Should we keep <laughs> the right? fucking door yeah. closed? Yeah. Come over here, get a drink, get some dumplings, check it out. This is really good, man. Explore the rest of the city. So I know you're working on another project, right? Yep. Uh, right down the street. Yep. So kind of announced way earlier than we wanted to, but that's just kind of the political scene with buying land from the city. Yeah. And so we've been working on the Alamo Draft House, which will be the first first-run movie theater in the city, maybe 20 years. And which and is and wild. Think about that. Wait, can, we, can we think about? Can we think about that? That's the first real movie theater in how many years? Yeah, at least 20 years. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if you count Renaissance, which had three screens. Yeah, and the Renaissance building is kind of a goofy building, standalone place. It's not really a place people go, no, right? No, yeah, it's a it's microcosm not, in yeah. Detroit. Yeah, right. you know. And so piggybacking on the narrative of this place, it's what's needed in the area, right? And, 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 and trust me, doing the movie theater deal has not been it's been two years of negotiating. Why? What's so difficult about it? Parking. Uh, we have a shortfall of actual uh, houses and doors that are down here. Most of it's transit people. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. And, and most of the population. So it's all infrastructure Detroit, stuff. Uh, and most of the population is on the beer belly of the city. Right? It kind of wraps the outskirts of the city. So you have downtown core, the core areas. Yeah. Then you have a kind of vacant uh, middle point, and then, 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 then where everyone lives is the core outskirts. Yeah, well, be it's, a, it's like there. a white trash beard. What? <laughs> I mean, it's like <laughs> a white trash beard. You get the middle part, yeah. and you don't have anything, and then you have like. That's really weird. Will there say be that. a bar? Right. What? Will there be a bar? So look up Alamo Draft Out. It's a very well curated thing. Uh, full food service during the movie. So what happens, you'll sit, you'll have a counter in front of you, a little piece of paper, you'll write popcorn, sandwich, come on. beer, slide a ticket. Man, and that's popcorn. Come on. That's popcorn. awesome. So I experienced this. Where you got popcorn and a beer, and it comes in your mom's metal cooking tin. Oh, that sounds good. Come on. I want that right now. A new one pops up. Wow. They haven't solved space toilets yet. You get that done, gold. <laughs> don't eat You're it. not moving the whole time. No, that's no. it. Don't yeah. eat it. Crush it. That's that's awesome. Like that's it. awesome. No, well, they, they're an amazing uh, group. And really, a, a boutique theater group that matches Detroit to what you're saying in Midtown. Right. That's awesome. Well, John, awesome. thank you for being on the show and talk to us a little bit about what you're doing, man. It's really exciting. All right. Thank you for having that's me. That's awesome, dude. Absolutely. That's awesome. Good luck with everything, dude. That's a that's an interesting story. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, I mean, in he had, you know, everyone has every opportunity to do things the same way, essentially. Not everyone, but, you know, a builder, a developer. Yeah. Let's put a strip mall here. Let's do this. Let's yeah, do this. yeah, yeah. No, let's do a shipping container. I mean. Right? Yeah, I, no. It took, high risk. How much Dude, weed? It took, it took balls. To how kinda, much weed do you have yeah. to smoke to think, like, I'm I mean, going to take of, one of these shipping containers? A lot of pot was involved. So, it's I mean, decent. just think about it. Because just so the audience understands yeah. out there, everybody out there, um, this is not it's it's a seedier part of Detroit. He decided to build a, a shipping container like complex with I mean there's a volleyball court in the back, there's a food sand court. Volleyball. There's Beach a volleyball. sand volleyball. Yeah. Right? It's, it's a very, that. very like different thing and he had to like really think outside Dude, of the and box. The food is good. Yeah. yeah. Like they it they sounds, opened up and put a McDonald's and it's important in here. Yeah. This is real legit. So it sounds yeah. like he like took the time to be like, Yeah, you're worthy to be part of this. Instead yes. of being like, Who will take the spot? Right, yeah. right. No, he like he thought like, about yeah, it. Yeah, it was a couple. Yeah, he thought they could do it. Like, right. He bets them out. 
Yeah. Right? He's yeah. not looking for rent. He's looking for people. Totally agree with you. Yeah. I totally agree with you. But how it, weird is it? Just, it how weird? Can we talk about how weird this this it's shit very, is? Very, very, very weird. I'm, so, I'm fucked up about it. Yeah. So we're not. So the audience understands that anybody that hears this is we're very used to like being in studio with our headsets, Quiet. looking at each other. We're in a very foreign environment right now. Getting blasted. Talking cold, very loud. Arctic it's air. cold. God, that we've been drinking a little bit, and it is, it is not a comfortable situation. It's very different. However, it's all right. It, no, it's really cool. No, it's really cool. Matt, Matt is it O'Laughlin? O'Laughlin. Matt, is, what's up? So, so Tara, who's running this whole thing, just keeps dropping people by. Talk right to the She's like, you need to talk to this guy. I'm like, all right, what's his name? I'm like, all right. So you're with Alexander Real Estate? My partner there. We've got 15 agents. I've got 220 condos currently listed. Well, you guys are in Royal Oak, right down the street from us. That's our second location. Okay. Uh, I guess that's the first. Detroit would be the second. All right. Uh, but we're crushing the Detroit market sales volume wise. And uh, so, what, what makes you guys different? Like, what is it? You know. So most realtors are going after one house, one condo. Right? Yeah. We're going after fucking buildings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. I fucking love it. So, All right. We have a groundbreaking on Friday. Office. We've got 120, uh, 120 condos in Midtown. That we're nice. Oh, yeah. So you're doing like developments. What's the, what's the base yeah. list price on those? Uh, those will start at $250 and go all the way up to $650. Wow. Yeah. Um, there's been $7 million transactions in the city of Detroit this year. I've done six of them. Shut nice. up. No way. So you, you, oh, that's awesome. So just so the audience understands, because we get listeners all over the place, man, right? It's like Detroit is changed so much yeah. over even a fucking two-year period, yeah. right? So if you really think about what's happened in Detroit over the last five, ten years, it's unrecognizable. And to be talking about million-dollar transactions in Detroit for real estate, uh, residential at least, that wasn't happening. To talk about a $600,000 condo in Detroit in the last ten years, set aside the last two years, I've it's been, unreal. I've been down here for ten years, and those six hundred. Uh, thousand dollar condos today. You could have bought two yes. years ago. Yes. For 30, 40 that's grand. what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's, that's the wild part. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Yep. Yeah. But so how'd you get started? Like what what's your Yeah, well how did you get to where you're at? I lived uh, in Eastern Market. So after school I moved to Eastern Market two thousand six. Two thousand five actually. Uh, right before the Super Bowl. There was nothing going on in the city of Detroit. People thought I was not as managing bars and restaurants. And then there's a brokerage in Eastern Market. It was like, I've got time during the day. Why don't I go try and sell real estate? <laughs> so, yeah. Why not? There was some stuff selling, but uh, then 2008 happened. And Detroit got the hardest hit by that. Oh, yeah. I was like, I guess I'll just rent real estate. Well, Detroit years. Detroit got smashed yeah. by that. Yeah, smashed. Kevin Orr, the emergency financial manager that the state actually put in place, uh, I did his lease for his condo. <laughs> That's awesome. Really so, nice. That's pretty wild, dude. So, so okay, you you're you're really pushing the envelope in Detroit, right? You really are like you're right. across eight mile. Okay, and I do everything downtown. So you're pushing the envelope in Detroit. How do you feel about the future? Because look, everybody's talking recession problems, blah 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 blah. Detroit is actually pretty well insulated with its market, I think. But like, what it's do its you, own little micro bubble? It is, but because. And I don't think we like like expanded as hard like like if the Bay Area's fucked right the Bay Area is gonna get like well Detroit's fu- I mean Detroit's doing great right yeah so you gotta start somewhere you gotta start central business district is gonna go to Midtown right Corktown East Riverfront but Detroit as a whole you've got 136 square miles you can fit Boston Manhattan it's, it's people don't get how big it is yeah it's, it's huge yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, so we have a land, but it's too much. A lot of land. You're going to see it expand out from downtown, which we're already seeing. This is a prime example of our location today. Um, but that's still a problem, right? At least you've got population gaining instead of exiting the city. Well, right. a lot of people say that the issue in Detroit is like, oh, we're focused on the downtown. The suburbs aren't getting it. The suburbs aren't getting it. Look, I personally think the, there's no bad that's coming from developing the downtown because it will spread to the suburbs over time, right. and it is, you and you're that, seeing it. You need that development. As prices increase downtown, it starts to trickle out in other neighborhoods. Well, and yeah. you, you need sustainable development, right? right. Like they're talking or years ago, right? It was like, let's turn Detroit into a farm. Right. That's great for like two years. Need, and then it's like, affordable, no, we need like people living here. Sure, yeah. yeah. People living here, um, things that make sense, businesses like this, yeah. right? We're seeing more goods. And ser- like it, It's been restaurant after restaurant after bar opening down here, which is great. It drives suburban traffic. But now you're starting to see the services open. New salons, yeah. right. new dry cleaners, new grocery stores, new mom-and-pop retail. And that's great. That's what we need for a sustainable city. Are you scared at all about the the rate at which Detroit is expanding outwards? Or do you think it's healthy? No, because we got, we got enough room to grow. So we've got 50 years of decline. I don't think right. ex- there's no way that you can expand. There's no bar. Yeah. Right. There's well, no I, bar I for say, expansion. Because essentially, like, the city that it was right. built up when there was a, you know, so that's, like, right. something you can always do, too, in a city. I mean, it's a massive city, and, and most of the focus was always downtown. Even when the cr- the, the, the crumble happened, the biggest, it was still downtown that, that like, what, one or two mile yeah, square there's radius. There's a lot of expansion in like uh, fringe areas, like Midtown. And not right. that I want to say it's a fringe area, right? But it, like, but Midtown, it is Midtown's. Well, it's just like it's like a Lincoln Park in Chicago. Yeah, right. It's got a hotel. There's going to be two new hotels yeah. popping up there. We have a groundbreaking, like I said, on Friday with right. 125 new units and a 300 apartment tower, and that's being designed by Lipskin Studios, the architect that did the master plan for the new One World Trade Building. So there's yeah. some big stuff coming into Midtown. The problem is trades, right? So Detroit lost all their trades, yep. which is going to give you a higher construction cost. And how do you mitigate that on the sales price, right? Yep. So you got to pass that to the end buyer. So that's a, that's a problem that Detroit has to figure out. It's wild. Have you on your end, all right, so you said, what, a 200-unit uh, development? Yeah. Have you seen a shortage of people wanting to buy? Well, right now. Are the they dem- sitting? The demand, some of the stuff that's sitting out there a lot longer is how the Detroit buyers coming in the market and they're looking for the tax abatement, which is the NEZ tax abatement. The NEZ, yeah. A lot of the stuff. Which the millages are six, 17 mils. Yeah, it's crazy. I'll give you an example. I sold a condo in Quarktown. NEZ taxes, $2,000. Purchase price was $629. The buyer got assessed with a $29,000 tax bill. Right. Well, the millages are 70 mils in Detroit. Yeah, so after that, it totally offs you, right? I closed on a... uh, not me personally, yeah. right? But one of my clients bought yeah. a new house yesterday, yeah. 260, downtown Detroit. Yeah. <coughs> and, you know, the hard part about the NEZ is you can't apply for it until after you own it, right? right. So for us as a lender trying to calculate the taxes, right? It's impossible. It's yeah. not impossible. It's very difficult um, to figure out. It's like, what do we do? And they call yeah, me. they have no idea. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You look up the actual Detroit millages and they're insane, right? So, yeah, if you go with millage rates, it doesn't work. Right. But, you know, just like, for example, in Hazel Park, right? Like, new builds, the taxes are crazy, but I'm watching the millages drop as the city expands, right? And as there's more tax base to and the collect. The city recognizes it as a problem, but 
ultimately we're a city that runs off a 25% property tax basis where most major cities are at 60%. So it's like, how do they fix it, right? Another Detroit deal that's going to take a couple years to figure out, but... Well, incentives aren't a bad thing, right? Right. If you're going to collect 25% off of a small pie, right? right? I mean, you got to look at like piece of the pie scenario, right? For sure. So it's a big... It can be a big pie, for sure. But the incentive has to be there to eat it. So, what is what is Alexander Real Estate doing going forward? What's what's the future hold? We are uh, we're brand new to the Detroit market. I've been down here for a long time. Left my previous brokerage. Uh, we've got fifteen of the top producing agents in in Detroit. That's crazy. Uh, That's pretty wild. Over. Think about that. And uh, we've been, you know, a lot of developers are coming to us figuring out how they sell their product for X plus Y to build. So uh, we're the masters at that. We're going to continue that growth as the city continues to grow. It's awesome, man. Well, thanks for thanks for hanging out, man. Oh, thank you, thank you, dude. Thank you. It was awesome. Absolutely. So, love your Rolex. <laughs> the, the, the YM2. Jesus Christ. We're talking Rolexes now. Okay. That, we've totally jumped the shark. So just so everybody knows, what? Yeah. Just so everybody knows uh, again, this is very odd. I had to pee really bad in the middle no, of that. No, I get it. Yeah, I had to, I had to go. So and then now Brad, I got back and Brad got up. So like it's been a very yeah. odd show. This is this is pretty good. Sal, you gotta you gotta admit, real producers does a really good job, man. No, they do. I mean, it's a uh, different event. It's 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 for our podcast. It's it's a uh, dude. It's a. Uh, we gotta do what? Wait, Tara. Tara's. Wait, Tara, come here. Tara, get on the mic. Come here. So this is Tara's event. We had her on last week. Uh, if you haven't heard the podcast last week, just go back because it lives forever. This is pretty cool. It is really great turnout. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of top agents in this room. So, if if you're in your local market across the country and you guys listen to the show and there's a real producers magazine in your area, think about the the value that they provide because like we've been very fortunate to be partnered up with them. They've done a great job being a partner. Like Omega Lending, our, our mortgage company, partnered up with them. And they've been amazing partners of ours. It, it is. It isn't. It's a great partnership, and they've done a really good job. What's up, girl? How you doing? All right. Passing out drink tickets. Yeah. All right. Get the drinks going. So, uh, so Tara, what, 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 do you guys have somebody else you're bringing up here? You, let me know. If not, we'll just we'll just talk. We have the Goodmans coming. They're the Goodmans. Uh, Sarah and John Goodman. Yeah. We're just over there. Uh, I'm gonna direct them. Yeah, right go now. go have some fun. And then Teresa and Tanelli's gonna get on in just a second. All right. Welcome back, Brad. Brad was Hello. peeing. Yes, I was. Two of them. We have one mic. Yeah. All right, dude. I don't. I can't tell you how uncomfortable I am. It, it's unreal. Like I can't hear myself. That, that I mean, the last two guys guests we had went. The stories were crazy. The Detroit. The story of Detroit is crazy. Detroit is 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 like I love. Well, well, like you don't understand. Okay, so I was a kid growing up in Detroit, and we'd come down here to go to parties, and like I like. Detroit was gritty. It was dirty. You didn't go out at night. Like I mean, there weren't. It still gets that rap. But nobody was walking around. But now, dude, there's like families with strollers with with houses that are building roots here that have decided to live here. Detroit is not Detroit of ten years ago. It's not even Detroit of five years ago. You know what I mean? We don't have two mics. I don't know how that's going to work. So, but Detroit is not the same thing uh, as it was. So, um, um, so. We're having so many technical difficulties. Yeah. It's so funny. we got a guest. Our next guest is two people. We have two people. We, we have, have one, one mic. mic. I want to. Two guests, one mic. Oh my god, dude! I was going to say the same <laughs> thing. I mean, but two guests, one mic. It's a new thing. Sorry, guys. We weren't expecting two guests, uh, but you guys look fantastic, both of you. Number 
Numero number uno. uno. Number one in I mean, weight. He looks count. numero uno. Look at this guy. He, he looks amazing. He should be on every cover. Just so you know. <laughs> just so you know. You should be on every How are you guys? Good. Good, good, good. So you guys are uh, so we're talking a lot about Detroit today and like like the renaissance of Detroit and what we're seeing in the city. And it has been like very, like first of all, the ones that are like, Oh, Detroit's cool now, like you're out. Like like all of a sudden now it's cool. Like now you like us. But you guys have probably been here for a while, like working the city for some time and like you built roots here. Before it was like the chic thing to do, right? You can't become like so. Walk me through the mentality of someone that was like believing in Detroit before anybody was believing in Detroit. I mean, what is that like? We used to have all the sports events and stuff. And, uh, yeah. You know, through that we started doing the group festivals. Actually, when they were little, they did all that stuff. Yeah. It's wild. So, at what point were you like? Let's focus some energy on Detroit. Like we, I, like we believe in it. You know what I mean? When, when, when does that happen? It's Wayne County, really, where you're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What what part of Wayne County? Yeah. Yeah. That's the funny thing. People don't always think Wayne County is Detroit, but like Northville, right? Wayne County is For instance, huge. Right? So I, yeah, so I live like Novi, Northville border, right? Nine Mile and Taft. And it's like, that's a really, really nice area. For I mean, the schools are amazing. There's a lot of affluent people that, that live there. It's a, it's a really nice area. So as far as that area where you guys are primarily located at, what are you seeing as far as growth? Because, I mean, it's, it just keeps growing, it seems like. It's weird. It was, it's, it was the sticks. It was like it was like farmland, and nobody was going out there. And you got you know kind of like how Wixom and farther west is going. Like, but it, you, but now Northville has become this like really like affluent area. How does that happen? You know what I mean? How does that happen from like being the sticks? It, <laughs> yeah. They're looking for urban lifestyle without actually being urban. Yeah. They yeah. want to be downtown Detroit without being downtown the, the Detroit. The moms in the G-Wagons need somewhere exactly. to go. The swagger <laughs> wagons. <laughs> That's the all I know. wagons. Talk to my wife. She, you know, like, yeah. like, they want to like have a stroller and go have like singing in the park with their kids. I mean, that's what Northville is. Northville's 100%. very, 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 yeah. very family-oriented. So how did you two get together in real estate? I mean, same last names, right? Yeah, I've been, I've been by myself. So you're passing the torch. Well, not yet. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Whoa, whoa, not Sal, yet. Sal, Sal, stop saying passing torch. This guy's not ready to let it go yet. Are you, are you calling John is like, screw you, it's my torch. It's a family business. <laughs> I think Sal just called you old. Right. You're right. That's huge. That's not a small feat. John, you're on HGTV, right? Oh, you were. How was that? Was that an interesting situation? How did they pick you? Like, how did that happen? Uh, 
October 25th, by the way, there. But how did... I heard that's a whole process. Yeah, they have, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's, has it has it aired yet? Did I miss that? It did. It aired. It's called What You Get For Your Money. So it's a new TV show for season on HGTV. It was episode four, Beachside Bonanza. That's awesome. Beachside Bonanza. That's awesome. The same budget, two cities. That's really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chuck, can I ask you, how did you build your business? Because there's a lot of agents that listen to the show, right? And becoming proficient at your craft is something that I think everybody has potential to do, but nobody does because it's hard, right? What, what, what was it that got you to a position where you felt like you like got you to where you are today? I mean, it, it was just, it was, it was, just talking it, to the it was, number one, it was helping out clients, you know, when the money comes in, but it was just, money does, yeah, money follows. Yeah, it's good. It was yeah. Just taking care of people, you know, making sure it was always done right for them, always having integrity. Yeah. You the blocking and door tackling is something that people cannot soon forget, right? I mean, I, the biggest thing I think that you see people shoot up, right, do a lot of business, and then they don't know how to maintain that, and it comes down to what you've learned from the very start. Right? The very basic. Yeah, sales. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's not really back to the basics. It's refocusing because you should always be doing the basics, right? You, and, you and always to, have to, to achieve basics. that success. You're always doing the basics, but it's we all get we all get sometimes like like fixed on like this next shiny object. And when it comes down to it, our blocking and tackling, like you said, is really what got us to where we're at, right? And so it, a lot of times we forget that we want to like do all. It's, almost, it's, it's not yeah. even the blocking and tackling. It's studying plays every day or prospecting, right? Like you have to constantly prospect in this business and. If you do become too busy with what you get, then you know you have to expand, right? You got to right. hire an admin, or you got to do something like that. But you can't just hire an admin and expect to fill that spot, right? Or fill that spot with business. And that's what's that's what's nice having them now too is free assistance. <laughs> free assistance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Does, does it get competitive around the Thanksgiving dinner table about who's got? Are you comparing numbers? Are you pro- yeah. <laughs> who's got more listings? Who's got more deals? Who's who closed more? Yeah, yeah. What's, yeah. Like, what's amazing, right? Like, it's awesome. and, uh, you see this all the time, right? Where someone has, because I mean, when you were a little kid, dad was selling real estate, right? And you had really. That's you take your daughter to work. She'd go, which is. You were like in it, which right? is awesome. Yeah. But sometimes, like you know, dad's out doing that, and you know things are going great. Like, but you're like, well, I could do this. I could be a doctor. I could go do whatever you want to do, right? But like, at what point in your life did you decide I'm going to do this? Was it when you were young, or was yeah. it when I got licensed right at 18? So I spent most summers. So you were ready. Yeah, you were. Otherwise, I had a whole. Der- hold on, hold on. <laughs> you, 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 you can't just throw that out street. there. <laughs> Do you, does any, okay, she just so dropped that like you it was doing, no yeah, big like, deal. You know, I was doing derivative training. Yeah. 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 We get it. No, we know it. But, like, why? The, okay, so that's a really good point. So right? are pretty so a lot good at pricing homes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. She's, she's good. She's good. I love it. That's awesome. Wait, so why, It's such a wild gap to me, though, to go from it that. It isn't a wild gap. It is to me, though. 
I, I see but that. At a young no, John, John, John you did good. Yeah, you did good. Up. You did at real a, good. At yeah. a young age, you took interest in that. <laughs> College was a waste of money, but other than that, you did real good. <laughs> there you go. There. But you took interest at a very young age yes. in this, which is which is pretty yeah, cool, so you know. That's why I got my city team. And I keep in and out of it. Five years ago, I was back on and then got my license in Illinois, so in Chicago, and then went back to Berkeley. That's cool. That's what it takes. So it do, it does take a commitment because you can't do this half time, like part time. Yeah. Well, I think you can't let your family into down real there, estate right? up front. Right, is always a sacrifice. Right, it, it's something yes. that you realize that like this is a sacrifice. It's an investment in yourself. Right, like you you don't get paid a salary. Right. Nope. So you have to sacrifice whatever other opportunity, whether it's derivatives trading and or trading in Chicago or whatever. I mean, I, I know a lot of people who are like, "Yeah, I went to medical school. They're crushing it in real estate, right?" And it's like, "Well, hey, don't look at it as a waste, right? Everything's a." a step I think it's a waste. Life. I think it's an absolute waste. As an engineer, and I used to build hospitals, and you always had to beg for raises. In this business, you can get every raise. Every right. I ju- yeah. I think college is a waste of time. Personally, it is to a degree. I think there should be a no. New it, it is literally to a degree. Yes, <laughs> I think there should be a new a, a new family competition that every year at Thanksgiving between you and your brother, whoever didn't sell, whoever uh, fell short of of selling the most, should have to go on their next showing dressed as a turkey for Thanksgiving <laughs> between you and your brother every year. Oh my every god! Year. Oh, it'd be so good. Oh my god! Facebook Live, it'd be great. It'd be great promotion. Promotion. Well, guys, but it'd be tell, tell the audience well. how they can get a hold of you, real quick. There you go. Awesome, guys! Thank you so much. Thank Let's you. have you on the actual show when it's not all crazy. Yeah, it'll be great. All right, we can hear you a little better. Thank you so yeah. much, John. Nice meeting you. Thanks, very good. Man. Nice meet. Very nice meeting you. Thank you. All right. Um, so now we're doing prizes, um, and we're just we're just, are like, we still live? This oh, okay. is this is pretty wild, man. Like we're just a part of this. So I think we're gonna call the show pretty soon here, boys. What do you think? I think we are we are we done, Tara? Yeah. All right. Okay. We're uh, so we are we are done recording. Thank you for listening, Tara. This has been unique. Thank you guys. Yes. Thank you. 